This week we have two guests who, at a quick glance, appear to be coming from completely different directions. We have Reed Coolsack, Canada's fastest active marathoner, multiple time Olympian, a person who's pretty much done everything that one can do in this sport. And on the other hand, we have Steph Smith, who's just starting to realize her potential as a distance runner, recently auto-qualifying in two events for the U Sport Championships. But those differences aside, they really do have a lot in common. Both are incredibly driven and focused, setting ambitious goals and delivering, but most of all, both are a true treat to watch. Steph is up first in just a couple. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, at The Terminal Mile on Twitter and Instagram, a Tracky Radio production. The rise of Steph Smith has certainly been one to watch. Steph has been chipping away and improving every year with some very notable results along the way. This year, she claimed her spot on the Canadian team heading to the FISU Cross Country Championships. She placed top 10 in the Senior National Women's Cross Race, and hot off the heels of that season, she hit two auto qualifiers in the 1500 and 3000 to stamp her ticket to the U Sport Champs this year in March. We caught up with Steph this week far, far away from her homes of Windsor and London. It's uh, it's just been a whirlwind past year for you, I would say, just uh, you know, watching some of your results and stuff like that. Um, what's kind of interesting though is perhaps you want to speak to where you are in the world right now because it's not Windsor and it's not London. No, I'm I'm in Miami with the rest of the track team right now. We're doing like a warm weather training camp to get ready for the indoor season. So, you know, whereabouts are you, are you training at? Is it some sort of training center or something? Uh, we're in Miramar. Uh, it is like a, a sports complex. I think it's a bit outside of Miami. Uh, we've been to IMG Academy before, but I think with all the weather going on in, in Florida the last couple of months, it just wasn't available for us. So one thing that, that really put you on the radar, and um, I was going to have you on last month uh, just after it happened, but uh, y- you know how time is and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you ran mm-hmm. two very, very impressive uh, races you know, over, the, over a couple of days, and you qualified for both the U Sport 1500-meter uh, as well as 3000-meter races with, uh, with some very impressive early season times. I want to know, you know, what was the whole thought behind that? Did you just want to, you know, capture, uh, you know, a last little bit of that, of that cross country fitness? It's really funny because that wasn't the plan at all. It was really just kind of like spur the moment. Um, my coaches, they, they just kind of said, they're like, take, take the first K of the three K at like an honest pace. And you might, if you feel really bad because you're, you're tired from cross and just, you know, tempo or, just run it easy. No need to push it lots of time. And then, um, the first K felt fine. Then I was like, okay, I'll go to, um, I'll go to 1500. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't necessarily have to get any faster. I just kind of have to maintain what I'm doing. And then I think in the last K kind of like my teammates started getting into it and I was like, Oh my goodness, like (laughs) this might actually happen. So take a look at the 3000 time. It's a, it's a 923 89, uh, you know, which you know, best your qualifying time by best the qualifying time by, you know, like a good five, six seconds. What's what's even more imp- uh, amazing to me is, is looking at the rest of the results. Your teammates were, you know, 11, 20, 11, 40, 12, 24. So you were, you know, out there by yourself doing it completely solo. Mentally, how, how did you get in, in, into that, you know, where you were able to put yourself in a place where you could, you know, get that time? 
Yeah, I think just after running, you know, 8K and 10K cross, 3K feels so short and fast. So just tried to take it kind of like one lap at a time. And I'd see like a, a landmark or my teammate. I just said, okay, like, let's get to that person. And then once I got there, I was like, okay, let's get to the next person. And yeah, I don't know. Before I knew it, it was, it was weird. It was, it was unbelievable. I, when I finished the race, I was like, what? Like, did that really happen? <laughs> Well, it's it's interesting that that you mention uh, them being so quick and short. Uh, you know, after after cross, uh, I know this past summer you raced the the national championships in, in the five. It almost seems like it, this is a bit of a step down to you. Where would you say that that your real strength lies, though? Would it be in that you know five ten, or would you say that you're still more of a of a fifteen five sort of person? I think we're kind of at that stage where maybe we're trying to figure that out. Um, I really, really enjoy 10K cross. Like if I could do that all year round, I would. Hmm. But I think um, I think right now, I think we'll focus on the 15 and fives for at least a couple more years. And then maybe, maybe who knows after that? I'm not, I'm not really sure. Just kind of playing around with it. I really enjoy running the 15. It's pretty tactical and it, it's fun for sure. Well, you know, it it strikes me that that you come from a couple different places. I mean, you have uh, you've gone to school in Windsor, which is this you know mid distance powerhouse. Uh, but you grew up in, in London. You know, you were teammates with um, you know with Leslie Sexton, who is the Canadian marathon champion. Uh, you know, looking at at other London you know big London runners like Lanny Marchand, Rob Watson, uh, Jim Finlayson. You know, the, it's a strong marathoning sort of tradition. So, you know, you mm-hmm. have this this clash of cultures uh, going on. Do you, do you think that's, you know, impacted the, the races that you've taken on and, and the events that you've run? Oh, huge. I mean, I kind of get the best of both worlds. It feels like sometimes with working out with Leslie the last couple of summers, I get a lot like a, a long base and just kind of a lot of grinder workouts. Um, and then in Windsor, it's, it's, re- it's a little more like high intensity. Um, the energy in Windsor is... It's hard to put in in words. It's incredible. So um, it's it's been really nice just kind of having both. Yeah. So I was I was talking with one of your coaches, uh, Steve Weiler, last night, and uh, he mentioned something about a fast Windsor track. And uh, you know, p- yeah. p- people people have to be wondering, especially after those two early season marks by you. You know, how would you rate the uh, the track, and how important of a role do you think it actually plays? in uh you know in someone running fast 11 out of 10 it's i don't know what they did to the the new they did a new surface on the track but it's yeah it's fast it's just a perfect mix between a hard track but a a softer track that it isn't you know killing your body so mm-hmm. yeah Corey ran really fast right after my 3k so there's definitely there's something in it i don't know it's it's magical or something well, you, you know, I should remind you that you also talked about your teammates cheering you on as well. And, and of course, Windsor is really known for that, for that positive culture and, uh, you know, uh, bringing people together as, as almost sort of a, a family. Um, would you say that that probably has quite a bit to do with it as well? Yeah. Um, I've had so many different people come up to me the last couple of months just saying, like, they can't believe how loud Windsor is at races and just how much support there is. And especially after hosting um, OU cross country and the amount of alumni that came out, I think it just, you, you feel so proud when you get to represent Windsor and it is such a family culture. It's, 
I haven't seen anything like that. I know I am biased, but I haven't seen anything like that in any other schools. So it's it's pretty special. I'm going to miss it for sure. Uh, coming back from National Cross this year, I ran into uh, to Joe and Corey, uh, you know, some some teammates of yours uh, at a truck stop actually near Guelph. And uh, and they were talking mm-hmm. about how you guys have both OUA uh, indoors as well as CIA or sorry, U Sport uh, indoors as well. Um, I mean, you have to be just so excited to be, you know, to be able to run, you know, have your spot all ready to run, you know, on, on the big level on, on your home track. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. The last two times that I, um, I've run at OUAs, I've kind of gone in to both the 3k and the 15 in that 11th, 12th spot. So I've kind of had to hope that no one else from other conferences and such run faster. And it's just so nerve wracking. So it's nice to kind of feel like we're, we have like fate in our own hands in a way. And just, it's going to be, it's going to be really exciting. And I already know there's a lot of people that are going to come back and watch. And yeah, it's, everyone's getting pretty hyped up for it. So I know the last time that we talked, it was just before national cross countries this year. And, uh, you know, you were kind of on the fence as far as how your collegiate or how your collegiate, uh, you know, cross went this year. Uh, you ended up finishing ninth, I believe at, uh, at U sports, which was kind of, kind of the highlight for the season. Um, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that going into, into the senior nationals this year and, and taking that 10th place spot, uh, which is, you know, absolutely fantastic. You know, how did you kind of <laughs> mentally mentally shift, uh, you know, your attitude and, and your thoughts going into that race? Um, I think just going into National Cross, just try to take a little bit of pressure off. Um, just kind of do it for fun. It was more or less my last cross race um, of the season and kind of last race of the season altogether. So, um, my, my mom was actually there doing the master's race for the first time. So I just tried to actually put more of the focus on watching her and supporting her. And then just, just kind of going out there and running. There's, I, I, I didn't want to get in my head too much. Just, just kind of wanted to run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how, how did she perform? Because I remember that weather was nasty for that race. It, yeah, that was kind of her first real cross country race, but she, she did really well. She was happy. I think it sounds like she's going to be back next year. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, you know, you, you talked, uh, you know, about how maybe your collegiate, uh, your collegiate season wasn't, wasn't the best. However, you still made that FISU team and, uh, you're going to represent, you know, team Canada at, uh, FISU cross country. How exciting is that to, uh, to take that on for, for another round? Because I believe you also made another FISU team before. Yeah, it's really exciting. I, I was kind of disappointed with how FISU went two years ago in Italy. So I was like, oh, you know, I, I'll be in my fifth year when it's back. So I really got to try to uh, to get on that team again and try to, you know, run a bit better. So I had to wait for a few weeks after um, U Sports to find out if I was going. And I just just nabbed the last spot. So it, it was a little stressful. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a really good team, I think, both men and women and um, hoping to, uh, to stay a couple extra days too, and do some traveling on some downtime. You mentioned, uh, that you are in your fifth year and, um, was that, was that always the plan or did that, uh, did that just become something that made more sense as, as you went through your time at, at Windsor? Um, I think probably after my second year, I was, I thought like, wow, I only, I'm only here for two more years. Like, I think I'm going to, 
I'm going to push it out. Um, yeah, I would just, I was, I'm really enjoying it and not really sure, uh, what's next in terms of schooling and life and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, it kind of near the beginning of my undergrad degree, I'd say I started thinking about a fifth year. So, I mean, you've, you've got this season ahead of you that will be focusing on 15s and threes. Um, but then you have, you know, that big cross country race that will be happening beginning of April. You know, where do you think your training will be? What will be the focus? Um, you know what I've heard Gary throw around the idea of maybe running a 5k and I've never done a 5k indoors. So that, that might happen. I'm not really too sure, but, um, yeah, I think just probably trying not to race as much. I think with having those standards out of the way, it gives us a little a little more time to just kind of build up a bigger base and not feel like we have to race every weekend to get standard. So, um, yeah, just looking forward to getting in some really good hard training and, and trying to run fast and then run far and fast in, uh, in Switzerland. You know, we, we talked a little bit earlier about how there's a bit of a, a clash of styles almost. And, uh, you know, you have Steve Weiler, who's in London, and, uh, you know, he's he's definitely, you know, a, a true blue uh, sort of distance coach. But then, then you have Windsor, where you go to school, which is, you know, a lot more mid-distance and stuff. Do you find that the workouts are, A, all that different, and B, do they complement each other, or do you, do you find them as more of a, of a contrasting sort of thing? Um, I, they definitely complement each other. I think when I, when I started here in Windsor five years ago, um, my speed was my biggest weakness. And even, I still don't feel like I have that, that, you know, unreal turnover like some of the other girls do. So I think, you know, it's been really good that I've had this chance to kind of really work on things that I don't always work on and that I'm not great at. Um, yeah, it's, I, I really enjoy it cause I do get kind of the best of both worlds. So I know last time we talked, you kind of didn't know what you wanted to do, you know, going forward after this year. Um, have you have you put any more thought into it, you know, whether you want to pursue a master's degree and, you know, maybe keep up your training on the side or if you're, you know, ready to enter into uh, uh, the quote unquote real world, I guess, and maybe keep up training or, or maybe put it to the wayside? Yeah, I've kind of explored a lot of different options. I've, I've talked to a few profs about masters I haven't totally ruled out um taking a year off and then maybe going to teacher's college um I think eventually down the line I'd really really like to get into like some coaching um so yeah I don't know I guess I'd say I haven't closed any doors but there's a lot of doors open at the same time so I do I do really enjoy running and I'd really like to keep going at it. And I know it's, it's pretty hard when you're not in um, university and I know that that transition is really hard, but I got a lot of support and I know that I'm hoping that one day a light bulb just goes off and I kind of figured it out. <laughs> well, I know at the, at the 5,000 meters, at the, uh, at the national championships last year, you had a very respectable placing, uh, beating out some, you know, former Olympians and, and that sort of stuff. Is, is that kind of the event where you see yourself going and, and do you have any, you know, goals for, for that this summer? Um, yeah, definitely want to, I'd love to try and get into the final of the 15 at, at nationals. I missed out by, um, I think six or seven spots last year. So it'd be pretty tough, but I'd love to try to get into that. Um, I do really enjoy the five. It's kind of a mix of speed and strength. 
Hmm. Um, so I, I'd say 15, five, maybe even more focus on the five this summer. Okay. One last question. And, and it really does need to be asked, um, because you are <laughs> the sister of perhaps maybe, maybe not the best known, uh, runner in the world. However, you know, a true underdog and a, a true icon of the sport, Brent Smith, how is his running doing? And, uh, can we expect to see any big returns in, in 2018? Um, I actually was talking to my mom the other day when we got here and I said, how's Brent? And she said he went for a run. So that was, that made my day. Yeah. He's, he's been a huge part of this. He's probably the reason I, I got into running to be perfectly honest. And, um, I, I find I, I'm always asking myself kind of like, like, how is this fair? You know, he works so hard and he gets so injured all the time. And I mean, I always say if he was healthy, he would, he would blow me out of the water. Just, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm really thankful to have him and um he's he's a huge part of this and it sucks having to watch him go through some of the stuff he's gone through but he's always been so supportive of me. So I'm hoping, you know, I think it would be really great if at Nationals Cross 2018 myself, him and my mom ran. That would probably be just the highlight of 2018 if that could happen. Is it too early to uh, to book those those flights to uh, to Tokyo in twenty twenty then for for the both of you? Oh, yeah, I, I think way 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 too early. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, she is Steph Smith. She was uh, she was top ten at the senior nationals this year. Uh, she finished in ninth place at the U Sport, and she has booked her ticket to win city for U sport and uh and ouas i guess this year as well as well as um for fisu cross country this year uh you know congratulations on your season so far and i'm very excited to see what you can do this season thank you so much thanks for having me on the show it's been awesome Reed Coolsat is the fastest active canadian marathoner and the closest thing to a household name that you'll find in this sport Last year saw some adversity in the form of injuries, but this multiple-time Olympian is back and looking to show what he's got at the USNAF Marathon in about a week and a half. We chatted with him from his home in Hamilton. The USNAF Marathon is taking place in about a week and a half from now, um, and I really want to touch on that because you're making the trip down there. However, we should start a little bit earlier than that. Uh, you had a pretty big setback uh, this past year in 2017 that saw you not run for most of it. How are things feeling now? You know, is there any lingering effects of, you know, of that injury? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a yeah, it was a pretty big injury. Um, seems insignificant. Cause it was just my fourth metatarsal, but uh, I got osteonecrosis, so I lost blood flow, and it just you know it hurt a lot. Um, yeah, so January first, twenty seventeen, went for a run, uh, stopped it halfway through, and I didn't run again till May, um, and then tried running again, but it just hurt too much. Um, got another MRI, and I didn't really start running again till September, um, and at that point the the way my toe was flexing I could get away with running so even to this day if I just manually flex like pull my toe up it hurts a lot but luckily just my running gait even when I'm running fast I don't flex it that much um and so in the last four months I guess I've been running um I wouldn't say pain-free but um it hasn't held me back at all so it's it's going the right direction 
you know, I was talking to uh, to Dave, and, and you know, I I don't know how much of it was was on the record, but I understand that there was some some time where where it was definitely in doubt whether you'd be running competitively again. Um, you know, what what did you think about you know to get you through that, and did, where was your mindset at when when it first happened? Yeah, so uh, when it first happened, I just thought you know it was was it, you know going to be like a few weeks or whatnot, and then once I got the diagnosis, they told me you know three to nine months, and like nine months, I'm like come on, you know, and it, sure enough, it, it was pretty much like took me out for eight months, um, with a little bit of running in there, but six months of completely no running, uh, and then getting back, I just you know had a lot of doubts that you know it was you know just how long and how much work and was I going to be able to get back type of stuff idea of you know taking a step back of the intensity and moving into ultras you know because you don't really need to run really fast to do ultras it's a lot of work and it's obviously hard but um you know long races but you know that top end speed doesn't need to be there um which is usually like the thing that takes me the longest to get back into for sure I mean, uh, you you ended up getting back into into racing, and I have to say, I've I've generally thought this about your career, but you've run some really really cool races under some interesting circumstances. Uh, I believe it was a couple of years ago you you ran that cross race in in Belgium, and I thought that that looked really neat, just to, you know the European style of doing cross country. Um, but I would say that continued this fall with a with a race in China maybe you can talk about how that came to be and, and, uh, you know, what the setup was there. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge running boom in China right now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's crazy, right? There's 10,000 people, 20,000 people and all these marathons. I think, uh, I read a stat, you know, maybe eight years ago, there was 16 marathons in the whole country. And now there's like 160 or something like that. And, uh, of course the big marathons want to have, a field full of Olympians and other countries. And so they, um, yeah, they invite, uh, especially gold label athletes. So I was, I got this opportunity to, um, yeah, uh, basically just do the race. Uh, I guess I was supposed to run hard. I did run hard for the first 10 K and then faded. Um, that was kind of planned, but, uh, I mean, it, it was, it was really cool. I mean, being in Shanghai, um, just seeing the way they do things over there. Um, I don't know if I'd go there to run, to try to run a PB per se, but as far as an experience goes, it was, it was amazing. Um, amazing experience just to yeah, race, race in Shanghai. Um, and I've done a few races in China over the last few years, kind of as a, that kind of end of the season, um, not really goal races, but just more of a, just to get out there and see some different part of the world. For sure, and you know, from there you moved on to uh, cross country nationals end of November up in Kingston, and uh, you know, one thing that I guess uh, this past year, you know, doing something in the water, uh, that I've learned about the Guelph team is is that they're so close knit, and you know, the the phrase, you know, I, um, you know, someone would run run through a wall for the team, uh, really comes up a lot that's that's one thing that i kind of thought of when i saw you towing the line at uh, at nationals you know especially after hearing that you had tweaked your ankle uh, a little bit before but uh you know was that kind of always the goal going to nationals this year to just to, to help out the speed river team and help out those guys yeah pretty much um when i started doing workouts in september uh 
my uh, my my thoughts of nationals were yeah like I'll go there and help the team like it's just going to be too short of a of a period to get like you know really fit um, and then like right you know about around China I was like actually no like fitness is coming around a bit more uh, a bit faster than I thought like I might actually do all right here um, and then yeah came back from China twisted my ankle um, got fixed so I didn't run for four days and not feeling good Tuesday Wednesday before a Saturday race. Um, and yeah, my, of course my thoughts went right back to, yeah, for sure. Just, just running for team title. Um, just, you know, just, just have a solid effort. And it was, it was a really fun race. Uh, speed river went two, four, six, and I finished ninth. Uh, we won the team title and yeah, just had a lot of fun just mixing it up with, uh, with some of the guys there and, um, yeah, muddy cross country and, you know, kind of cold weather is like, uh, it's kind of right of a passage for running and. And uh, I, I think it really did set up the, hopefully sets up this upcoming season pretty well. I know you mentioned that uh, you, you tweaked your ankle when you were running on grass, and uh, of course you live in Hamilton. I'm wondering if you've uh, if you've gotten a chance to to check out the uh, the new. I know McMaster hosted a um, a meet on it this year that that Bayfront uh, cross country course. Yeah, you know, actually I just I run by it all the time, and I actually went and watched the race. Um, I put Louie in my uh, bike carrier, bike stroller thing. We we biked down there and took in the race, and uh, it was it was a cool venue. Other than there was a lot of goose crap everywhere, um, but I think it was four loops um, to make a seven k course, and it was just yeah, right there, Bayfront Park in Hamilton. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a cool venue. Um, it was put on like good good organization, and everything, and a uh, good little race and. Yeah, I wish I could have been racing it, but uh, wait, that was still way too early in my uh, build-up. You know, one thing that I think is uh, is really neat about Hamilton, and I might be a little bit biased on this, but there there really seems to be uh, a good culture of running happening in Hamilton right now. I mean, you've you've got guys, uh, you know, like Blair Morgan, like Jeff Tweedle, um, just really really solid guys. I'm wondering since you've moved back to Hamilton, have you been able to uh, you know jump into any workouts or, or talk with any of those guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, I see them run by my house all the time. My house is kind of between McMaster and the Bayfront Trail. Um, so yeah, we run into each other all the time. I've, I've done a few runs, did a few runs over in the fall with those guys, and then leading into Houston, uh, Blair and I were trying to do workouts together. But uh, my schedule is better in the morning with uh, Louie in daycare then, and uh, Blair's doing his master's. Maybe it's PhD, actually. I think it's master's. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, he's doing that in the morning. Um, so, yeah, we just had some scheduling conflicts, and then he got caught in a snowstorm, and his workout days got pushed pushed one one day forward, and, yeah, we never actually met up. Um, although, yeah, I did, uh, did yell at Jeff Tweedle and... Uh, and Blair from my front uh, my front door today when I, when they ran by. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, of the Houston Half Marathon that is coming up very shortly, um, I'm wondering, you know, how are you feeling coming into this, and what are the goals? Um, yeah, so you know, going back a couple months, um, I didn't really know where my goals were. Of course, I like to dream big, so you know, I was like, oh, maybe maybe I can get in kind of shape to PB and. Uh, in my head, it was going to take me four to six months of uh, of running where I'm doing workouts to get into good shape, and uh, I started doing workouts in mid-September. So mid-January brings me to four months, and uh, I still have yet to 
have that workout that tells me that I'm ready to kind of ready to rock, ready to have a big one. Um, and uh, I only have one workout left before Houston, so I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> uh, but I still think training's been consistent enough that I can go there, have a solid race, and set up uh, and set up the rest of 2018. And yeah, it should be interesting because yeah, a whole bunch of Canadians are going there. Um, I just actually saw the start list today. Uh, Cam Levins is going to debut there. Um, Blair Morgan, uh, Evan Esselink, Jeff Martinson, Sammy Jabril, and Thomas Toth. And I think a lot of those guys are looking to make that world uh, half marathon uh, team. And I think if I had to guess, it's going to take a 64 low 60 yeah probably 64 low maybe 64 flattish to to make that team and that's kind of where i see my fitness right now so um even though i'm not gonna be putting my hat in for that team uh you know I sh- i'm hoping to be competitive with those guys and you know hopefully have some guys to run with and push each other along you know what there uh in that past answer there's a hundred different ways that, that we could go with that um one of them is, is one thing that I, I mean, I really want to know about is so in the Daniels books, like his go-to is uh, the three by mile uh, threshold pace is kind of his go-to for you know the pre-race, um, you know workout done done the week before. What's uh, what's your go-to? Uh, yeah, well, for the mar- marathon, it would be something longer. Uh, usually, it's something more than an hour of kind of marathon effort and I think I'm pretty good at judging marathon effort too so I mean a lot of the workouts maybe I could have run you know could run a bit faster but I'm not really running you know I wouldn't really be running a pace that's sustainable um now for the half marathon I think something like yeah mile repeats or 2k repeats um would give me a good good handle on on what I could uh maintain for uh 21k um and yeah i've 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 kind of touched on some of those workouts here and there but uh it's been so cold lately i kind of try to trick myself that i'm even in 64 flat shape (laughs) (laughs) but you know you know houston's going to be should be warmer than minus 12 and that's what my last bunch of workouts have been in lately so um maybe i'll see a bit of a bit of a jump when i get down there um also you mentioned that that starting list and to hear some of those names on there is you know absolutely exciting i mean cam levens is going for his debut uh evan esselink is uh, is going for his debut in that uh i knew that he was going to debut at it sometime i i just didn't know that it was houston good place to do it uh i heard eve sikawabu uh is also doing his uh his debut there as well too i mean as kind of you know an elder statesman uh i guess is the is the polite way to say it uh of the sport now you know are you excited you know watching those guys you know try something longer for the first time yeah for sure i mean i think the half marathon rankings like all-time rankings in canada um are fairly weak i think just because the half marathon wasn't a big event um for many years and now and now it kind of is so uh you know, I think there's a lot of potential for guys, especially guys like, you know, Cam Levin. Um, Cam Levin's is, you know, he could, you know, break the Canadian half marathon record if he's kind of running, you know, kind of, you know he's run low 27s, but even he's kind of mid 27 shape. So, um, 
yeah, a lot of a lot of potential for uh, you know some big performances from these guys. And I think the half marathon is a great event. And if you have a bunch of guys who really want to make that world team, then then hopefully we'll see an elevation in performances across the board because they'll just all be pushing each other and the the bar is going to be raised of what's what's good in Canada. Um, uh, I think uh, I think we think you know like certain time like you know 65 is really fast and I think maybe these maybe these guys once they they all rock ones that you know maybe that will that will change a little bit and, uh, and then of course maybe some of them will uh, start hitting the marathon uh, hard too um, yeah time will tell but it'd be great to see uh, more guys move up in distance. Um, if you'll remember correctly, the the last time that there was the World Half Marathon Championships, uh, you went to that. But one thing that really stuck out to me at that was the emergence of, you know, all sorts of guys. I believe that was when Thomas Toth, when people started hearing about him, uh, Trevor Hoffbauer. That's really when he kind of, you know, made a name for himself as well too. Uh, Brandon Lord, who of course is uh, actually <laughs> faded faded back about as fast as he he came to relevance. Um, you know, do you th- do you think there's a potential for that this time? Uh, you know, where we could see a couple more guys, you know, just kind of you know appear and and introduce themselves to the Canadian running scene. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I hope so. I think so. Yeah, like for sure, Trevor Trevor Hoffbauer and Thomas Toth were like names that um, were kind of on the periphery of the the elite scene, and and they went 64 mid, and I was like, all right, you know, these guys are. He's got to run pretty good times now, and Brandon Lord, um, who had had some good 10Ks on the on the track, um, transitioned well to the half marathon. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was cool to see. It definitely brought out some big performances having that that team. Uh, and then, yeah, this this time around, like you know, it's like I don't even know who the the guys who are not on the the radar yet, but hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully there'll be a couple more guys to to surprise, like that will surprise people and. Yeah, I mean, you, see, you mentioned Eve. That's that's cool. Um, I, he, I remember him telling me he was going to do a half marathon in the winter, but uh, I didn't know which one he was doing. So that's great. We've uh, we've talked before, and and you mentioned that uh, you are running a marathon this spring, and uh, of course, due to the business, we can't we can't really talk a whole lot about that. However, I have seen. Uh, I mean, recently I saw you at the, at the uh, Boxing Day 10-miler in Hamilton, which is very local to you. I'm wondering, do you have kind of, you know, the, the build-up races all planned out, and are you going to, you know, stay local with them too? Yeah, yeah. So kind of going back to the, you know, like world half and stuff like that, you know, if I were to, uh, like, hit a time just traveling um, that far and having to, you know, like I'd want to peak if I'm going to, you know, putting the Canadian singlet on and stuff. So, you know, that's other question and staying local, um, I think is my best bet, even dealing with some of the weather. So something like a chilly half or around the bay um, would be great setup races, uh, depending on, I mean, I, I know what marathon I'm going to do. Um, around the bay would be too much to go like full on for 30K at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, perhaps use it as some sort of workout and chilly half is beginning of March and maybe use that as a kind of fitness indicator and uh, I'll, I'll probably still need more rust busters uh, from where I'm coming from in 2017 so that'll be good um, and you know in this uh, in the past two years I guess you've you've seen a, a big change to your life in uh, now uh, now you have uh, Louis uh, you know your son 
I, I'm wondering has that has that changed a lot for you? I know you know Eric Gills never really made the made the trips to Kenya, you know, because he he had children, he had fa- a family. Uh, I noticed that you know you like to go to Kenya, and uh, and you're not doing that this year. Is is that kind of you know a result of of Reed growing up and you know having new responsibilities and stuff? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not going to Kenya because of the family. Um, definitely, I I don't really feel like going away. Um, and being eight hour time difference. And if I'm going to go to Kenya, I really want to go for at least, at least four weeks. And so that's, that's a long time away. Um, and I used to train all the time in here in, in Guelph and Hamilton and throughout the winter and I made it work. So I know I can make it work. Um, but yeah, I mean, going to Kenya was great. I think I went, uh, I went seven times. Um, Eric did come with me once. Um, that was before he had his second, now he has three. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, you know, it's tough. Um, and I would just, I would go every winter. Um, uh, I think one winter I was there for 10 weeks. So, um, yeah, I mean, amazing place to train and, uh, still follow a lot of people who train there on, on social media. So on, on days like this, when it's, I'm doing a workout and it's minus 10 or minus 12 and you know, there it's perfect. Um, it's like, it's, it's tough, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy here, uh, taking, you know, bring him maybe to daycare and then doing all my training I need to do and picking him up afterwards and stuff. It's, it's a good routine. Um, being right now I'm able to work, uh, not work. So just run full time. Uh, so being a, being a dad and running is that crazy. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to, uh, to do that a bit longer, um, and, and focus full time on running. Dad strength. Is it a real thing? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, the first marathon that I ran, uh, being a father, was the Fukuoka Marathon in 2016, and uh, I've never been so focused in my life. And I was just, I was just on that day, and I think it was, I think it's my best marathon ever. Um, it's my second fastest time, but I ran it like purely solo. I started catching guys later on the race past 30k, but the first 30k was was all alone, um, and I was just on like my paces were like it was exact so yeah dad, dad strength is definitely a thing and uh um yeah hopefully hopefully it shows itself in houston <laughs> i need something <laughs> well i gotta say um at read cool set all one word you can find him on instagram and on twitter for for all the updates as, as far as louis goes uh you know i'm not i'm not really a big baby book sort of guy but uh Man, I've I've definitely enjoyed that. Uh, you know, one more thing before you go, uh, I've made mention to it a couple times. Uh, we've been doing a bit of a series on Cities Mag, um, you know, called Something in the Water, dealing with uh, with he, your current team and your old team, uh, effectively the same thing, University of Guelph and Speed River Track and Field Club. Uh, I know that you've been listening. I, I'm wondering, you know, have any of the stories, you know, brought back uh, fond memories or, or maybe not so fond memories? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, tons of memories throughout uh, uh, throughout listening to those first three episodes. Um, when you guys went through the Legends box, that was pretty cool. Um, I haven't seen that box for years. Uh, just it used to always be under a chair in Dave's office, but he's moved offices the last uh, few years, and I just haven't seen it. But yeah, when you guys went through and found that Moochie Mile shirt, and <laughs> Dave read off my five hundred five mile. Yeah, at first I'm like, man, that's not a good representation. That was that was a snowstorm that day. There's like a foot of snow, but he read off the 429. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's more representative of uh, how tough that mile is. It's uh, 
it's a you know good uphill section and stuff. But um, yeah, the Moochie Mile is a, is a great event. I think it's uh, it's still going on. Um, and then Speedy Manure, um, not going on anymore. And um, yeah, it was yeah, lots of good memories there. But also happy not to be shoveling shit um, at the beginning of each May. So. <laughs> Uh, that, that, that one's fine to go. He's uh, Reed say He's Canada's um, fastest active marathoner right now. Uh, is the phrase that I like to go with. Um, and you know, it's it's going to be really exciting to see those results from Houston. I, I can't wait to to see uh, to see them. And uh, I have to say, big thanks for being on the show this weekend. Uh, you know, t- to make up for it. I'll, uh, I'll send you a message next time Paul gets some, some cookies from home and, uh, you know, maybe you can knock on his door for some. Yeah. Yeah. Those cookies were great. They were awesome. Right after, uh, right after a race at Kingston. <laughs> well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to my guests this week, both Reed and Steph, as well as the Tracky for their ongoing support. If you like this podcast, be sure to check out our other podcasts, Something in the Water. You can do that at SidiousMag.com. It's a look at the Speed River and the University of Guelph Track and Field Clubs. If you want to find us online, you can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and of course, Tracky.ca. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at The Terminal Mile. Big thanks to you for listening. This has been The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Music